Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt, bicycle-powered Pegasus Heron. Uh, I'm Jeff uh, Kermit, but he's got, like, an aviator helmet, <laughs> and he's smoking a cigar, Kowalski. <laughs> Matt has come out with mindscapes. <laughs> uh, I am Louisa Steamboat Willie Heron. Jeff, for some reason, the thing that you just said made me immediately think of a Muppets Final Fantasy VII, and it makes Whoa. me so happy. <laughs> uh, why have the Muppets not appeared in Kingdom Hearts yet? I mean, that's a great question. But also, you, the Muppets have, throughout our childhoods, uh, done a great job of retelling stories for kids by recasting the characters as Muppets. And why not Final Fantasy VII? That's what I say. Hmm. I don't like the idea of Kermit smoking a cigar, both for the implications for children and the fact that when Kermit holds something in his mouth, you realize that as a puppet, he's just a hand. Here's what you do. Here's <laughs> you know what you what do. I mean? No, it's so Replace- to his bottom lip. Replace the cigar with a candy cane. That's obvious. And yeah, glue it to one of his lips. There you go. Yeah. That's what they always do for a a Muppet who has to smoke cigarettes. (laughs) I don't think Muppets do that. I'm sure there's been at least one. The the Muppet show, the actual Muppet show used to be like filthy. (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't just for kids. It was like a family show. Yeah. You have to have some jokes for mom and dad that are gross. These Muppets fuck, is what the tagline was, I believe. (laughs) Well, Miss Piggy tried to fuck all the male guests, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. And Gonzo kind of tried to fuck all the female guests. Yeah, a lot of the Muppets did. Did Mark Hamill's on that show a bunch, huh? Yeah, as himself and as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, didn't Miss (laughs) Piggy... His cousin Luke Skywalker. (laughs) Didn't Miss Piggy dress up as Princess Leia just so that he would have to kiss her or something? That was one of the plot points, right? Seems right. Yeah. Um, um, the main thing about the Muppets is it's a very weird franchise, and yes. it makes me uncomfortable to think about it too hard. <laughs> Guys, there's a page not to not to muddy the waters on our core competencies, uh-huh. but there is a Muppets wiki, and there is a page on the Muppets wiki called "Smoking Muppets." <laughs> oh my god! All right, who are the sense. smoking Muppets? Hold on, I'm po- posting the link in our chat. Did Lou uh, Zealand just... ever smoke? I feel like he smokes. I just googled smoking Muppets and found a picture of Kermit smoking a cigar. No! Yeah, I see that. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a French rat called Pierre <laughs> who smokes cigar cigarettes, that's fine. Cigarillos. Um, I mean, uh, most of these I've never heard of. Oh my god, the black and white ones who, the the, the first Muppets who were in that coffee commercial, they uh, smoked apparently. I didn't oh, remember yeah. that. Yep. Oh, yeah, Wantkins. <laughs> I mean, horrible. there's a picture here of Statler smoking a cigar, and like, oh, yeah. there we go, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. J.P. Gross is almost always seen smoking a cigar. I don't know who he is. Never heard of him. Yeah, he looks exactly like Statler. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Julius Strange Pork smokes in cigarettes and whiskey from episode 219. Well, it makes sense. me sad how many of these are a Muppet smoking a cigar for the first time ever just to have it explode in their face. Yeah. <laughs> like, A, that joke is from a hundred years ago, and B, that happened to more than one Muppet. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the Muppet's whole thing, though, especially Fozzie, right? 
I mean, Fo- it shows here Fozzie doing it. It also shows Statler doing it. Uh, there's a third one on here somewhere who I don't know. Hey, I, I found the worst Muppet. Okay. And he's on this list. Great. His name is The Gambler. Oh, okay. Uh, Does he know when to hold him? <laughs> that is exactly... He appears when Kenny Rogers is on the show performing The Gambler. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to post the link to him because he looks like... I don't even know. Guys, he looks like I'm, a Muppet designed to make just, you sad. <laughs> is this episode just going to be about the Muppets wiki? Yes, and oh, then when yeah. we get the Muppets wiki, that episode will be as well. His face is so upsetting. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of the old lady Muppets that were in the backgrounds of Muppet Christmas Carol. They had a lot of these And uh, they first appeared in the Muppets Take Manhattan, I think. Mm. You remember when they're getting married and then all the old lady ones yes. sing... And then all the baby ones sing. Yes, those creepy babies, yeah. yeah. Yes. They're all like uh, this. Cookie Monster is smoking a pipe. Of course. He was Alistair Cookie. He's for children. Yeah, but Alistair Cook smoked a pipe, I think. <laughs> so I see. Okay. You, Who's Alistair Cook? Okay, I, I was just going to say, does anyone else theater? get this reference? Yeah, he hosted Masterpiece Theater, so when... Uh, I used context Sesame clues. Street, <laughs> yes, when Sesame Street did Monsterpiece Theater, it all worked out. Uh, Pepe the Prawn stole Craig Ferguson's pipe when he appeared on The Late Late Show in 2005. Huh. I'm pretty sure that this pipe that um, Cookie Monster used during the Monsterpiece Theater sketches was a bubble pipe, and that is that does not count as smoking. Wow, yeah, there's a whole doesn't... section of humans who smoked in Muppet Productions. <laughs> oh, God. It's not... Oh, the smell of those Muppet <laughs> Yeah, I know, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god uh, alright let's move on yeah we have to we um, have to move on anyway Muppets are wholly owned by Disney I think that they could do a Kingdom Hearts one if they really wanted uh, oh man that would be amazing actually in the in the vein of Muppets it would be amazing for them to put out their own video game that was a spoof of how bad Kingdom Hearts was <laughs> I want <laughs> Muppets in Kingdom Hearts and also Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts I want Muppets in Kingdom Hearts, but not as the Muppets, but rather playing all of the human characters. Yeah, there you go to the okay. Muppet planet, and they're all dressed as Final Fantasy characters. Yes, that would be <laughs> fucking incredible. They're putting on a they're putting on a stage production of Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, <laughs> sounds good. And then you run into I don't know Bean the Bunny, and he's dressed as Sora, <laughs> and Sora's like, "Hey, what the fuck." Well, they I imagine swear now they're allowed to swear. <laughs> yeah, in this one, this is the M-rated Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> we love muffins and everything. Who oh, is this so for? It says on the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I'm imagining when Sora, Donald, and Goofy get transported to Muppet Planet, uh, they all turn into Muppets. Because mm-hmm. they turn into toys when they go to Toy Story World and Lions yeah, the, and Lion King World. It's the only FMV section of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they get transported to Muppet World and they turn into regular humans. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> it's just Haley Joel Osment wearing a bunch of zippers and bullshit. <laughs> Who are we casting as Goofy and Donald? Oh no, I don't want to think okay. of Danny um, DeVito as Donald Duck. <laughs> Benedict no. Cumberbatch as Goofy. Okay, neither of them is in a costume. They're just wearing the clothes that Donald and Goofy wear. Exactly. Oh, man. Hey, Lisa, what did you do this week? 
Now, first of all, if oh. you did a Muppet Land in uh, one of the Kingdom Hearts games, it would have to be like uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, right? Where everything's suddenly made of felt. Aww, yeah. That would be nice. That's not really a joke, though, Louisa. That's I know, just a statement it, you made. I think would be nice. great ideas like, for this game. Matt, think about it for a little bit. Wouldn't that be uh, nice? Yeah, no, okay. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Felt. Guys, let's change the format of the show to just us saying some nice ideas. Yeah, that sounds like something that we could use right now, actually. Yeah, wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be really... You know what? I want another one of those Yoshi games where everything's soft. I think we need that right now. <laughs> yeah. It does sound pretty good. Ooh, maybe I'll go buy Yoshi's Woolly World. I think I only played the demo. Nah. <laughs> oh, I guess not then. <laughs> oh, never mind. I mean, I liked uh, the Yarn Yoshi one. Yoshi, Yoshi's Yarn Place. Kirby's Epic Yarn, I think it was called. <laughs> Yoshi's Dark Twisted Yarn Fantasy. <laughs> Yoshi's... Yoshi's... Dark Twisted like yarn is twisted? Yeah. Yoshi's right. Woolly World is the yarn one. Yoshi's Crafted World is the Switch one. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Is that out yet or what? Yeah, that's been out for like a year. Well, okay. Uh, it's very yeah, we cute. we all loved it. Remember? Everything's made of cardboard mm. boxes and felt. That's nice. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, nice ideas, you guys. All right, well, this has been another episode of Nice Ideas, a podcast within a podcast. The developers uh, who make those uh, games are, are called Good Feel, so. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yep. Uh, so Matt asked me what I did. Uh, I've been cooking more. Um, something that I've been doing pretty well this week is using things up before they go bad, which I'm mm-hmm. not always great at. Okay. I, there's always, like, one portion of potatoes left by the time they get all shriveled and weird and I have to throw them away. <coughs> yep. The uh, thing is... Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Go on. The thing is, <coughs> is there anything less appetizing to eat today than the thing you ate right before you went to sleep last night? That's mm. mostly true. There are some exceptions, but yeah, I yeah, mostly People agree. make fun of me for hating leftovers, but here's the thing. Every time I eat anything, as soon as I'm done eating it, I'm like, I don't want to eat this again until I can't remember what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah, agree. There's too many things to try. So house. you feel like a post-eating shame. I mean, more like a post-eating loathing for the food I just ate. <laughs> yeah, that's old news. Yep. Um, so I made a dish this week that used some frozen fish I had in the freezer, and then potatoes and asparagus and a lemon, actually, that was starting to, one half of it was getting kind of soft. Mm-hmm. But I was able to combine all these things and make kind of a, a vinaigrette potato salad with the fish, and that felt really great. And then this morning I had waffle batter that I had made previously, this was the last of it, and then I had two sausage patties left, and mm. some cheese, and I made mm-hmm. little uh, sausage and cheese waffle sandwiches that were very good. There is something extraordinarily satisfying about just making space in your fridge. Yes! And, like, for sure, the reason is because you're like, now nah, I can fill this up with even more bullshit. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah. like, it's still nice. <laughs> yeah. When you take one thing out, you're like, all right, I'm using this last meat portion in this package. And then you're like, oh, and I need this very last lemon that's starting to turn. And it's like, uh, just the combo keeps building up. You're like, yes, yes, <laughs> more. What else combo. do I need? <laughs> uh, two teaspoons of capers left in this jar. Perfect. This jar's going right in the trash. <laughs> Wait, with the capers in it? No! Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, like, that is also a valid choice, because capers are gross. (laughs) No, that is incorrect. Capers are Yeah, no, actually, I do like capers, but... (laughs) Uh, But um, it feels very good to do that. 
it's nice when you have something that you can't really take out of its big container, like a big thing of yogurt, and there's just a little bit left in it. Yes. And then you can use up that little bit, and you're like, oh shit, I only used one tablespoon of material, but I opened up like a half gallon of space in my fridge. <laughs> Yogurt's a good example, because it's always the hardest if it's stuff that has to be in the fridge. Yes. So you have like a giant container of mayonnaise, and then a new giant container of mayonnaise, but you have to use up the <laughs> teaspoon left Louisa, of the old one. I need to talk to you. We we need to talk to you about your mayonnaise consumption. <laughs> Why do you have so many giant containers of mayonnaise in your house? This so is a moist bad example her sandwiches. because it doesn't have to be refrigerated before you open mayonnaise. It's true. But yeah, that's true. I was just thinking of it because it's the last thing that I've used up, but uh, I tend to buy the big jars because I'm going to use it all. It'll take me a while, but I will, so it's more cost effective. And yet, when you have a tablespoon left, like you say, you still have that whole jar in there. Yep. I uh, I made sausages with peppers and onions last night because mm. I had some hot Italian sausages that I needed to use up. Jeff is going to make a porn joke now. Go, I was Jeff. I was gonna, uh, but now I won't. <laughs> now Ruined it. Okay. <laughs> I go. Uh, I just got news in my ear. Uh, live in the field, Jeff is on the scene with a porn joke. Over to you, Jeff. Um. Uh. So you had um <laughs> Sylvester Stallone over for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Italian stallion. Anyway, he did yeah. some uh softcore pornography early in his career. Yeah. Yep. He it's did. true. Um. Anyway, and uh, but I wanted to use up that hot Italian sausage. Anything, Jeff? No. No, nope, okay. I already did it. <laughs> Still no. One uh, okay. <laughs> um, I wanted to use it up and uh, because I'm getting my new meat grinder today Yay. in the mail, and I was like, I'm never using bullshit store-bought sausage again. I definitely will. Yeah. This is this is a footnote. <laughs> I will yes. definitely get tired of this meat grinder in, in less than a week, but it, it still felt freeing to be like, I'm I'm finally casting off the last of this uh, mass-produced garbage nonsense. So now your fridge is just filled with raw hunks of meat that you will be turning into sausage, right? Uh, my freezer! Thank you, oh, Louisa. Okay. All right, my mistake. <laughs> you need to freeze it to grind it good, is what I've read. That is true, yeah. Huh. I never would have guessed. I think you're supposed to, like, freeze it solid and then thaw it halfway, and yeah. then it's, like, ideal for grinding. That's what I've heard, yeah. Weird. But you can do whatever, I bet. People have been making sausage for thousands of years. It's true. Before before cold was even invented. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's the main reason we made sausage, right? So that we could put enough salt in meat that it wouldn't go bad? <laughs> I yeah. guess that's true, yeah. And smoking preserves it as well, so. Yeah. Mm, like these Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> they're so yeah. preserved. That's, That's why Kermit's been around for so long. long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stupid. <laughs> this, this, this show sucks ass. <laughs> oh, man, no, it's, it's very true. good. No. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Oh it's man, so that's dumb. me pretty much. Food is a joy. Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, I've been making seltzer, y'all. Oh yeah. Let's hear about it. Um, so I got, uh, I talked about wanting to get a big tank of gas and then all the parts, and then they were not in, uh, they were not shipped, the parts were not shipped to me in time for last week's show. <laughs> um, but now I have them, and I hooked it up. And I still have to get the PSI correct, but I'm able to reliably make uh, carbonated water. Okay, now I'm going to describe to you what I'm envisioning, and you tell me how close I am. I'm imagining one of those giant, 
like, the helium tanks that they have at Party City, and then you have, like, uh, a tube mm-hmm. such as- This is what like, I'm imagining. Yeah, like a, like a air conditioning duct-style, like, silver tube articulated with wire going into just a glass sitting on the counter <laughs> full of water. And then you just crank it on the tank, and then the water explodes out of the glass vertically, and then you just catch as much of it as you can. Uh, so you're close, uh, in terms of there is a tank. Okay. Um, it is, uh, I guess about two feet tall, maybe a foot and a half. Uh, so, so, like, fire extinguisher sized? Yeah, maybe a little bigger than that. Or, like, okay. a big fire extinguisher. Um, it's, uh, a five pounds, it has five pounds of CO2 in it. Uh, uh-huh. the tank itself probably weighs more than that, because it's made of metal. Um. Yeah, that's, that's a weird, hmm. how, does the, how does that work? Because, like. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, that's true. Yeah, the <laughs> tanks of gas are, uh, measured by how many pounds of gas are in it. Um, so this is a five pound tank and there's like a, a thing with two dials connected to the, the place where the gas comes out and then a, a piece of vinyl tubing connected to that. And then that's all connected to a little like, uh, like ball socket thing, like the kind that you need to hook up to a keg. Mm. Um, and ah. I have a little lid that screws onto any plastic soda bottle that slots into that little, uh, clamp thing. Ah. Um, oh, so I, I just, I can set the PSI on the, the regulator, stick the bottle in there, it inflates with CO2, and I stick it in the fridge for a while. Uh, I can also shake it up a little, uh, or a lot to dissolve, like, the CO2 faster, but... Hold on, all of this is you making your own drinks, but you have to already have soda bottles for this to work? Yeah, but I started saving them when I planned to do this. What about somebody who just doesn't have soda bottles, though? You can just <clears throat> order them. You can buy threaded bottles. Yeah. Okay, I guess so. It's also How do you think people weird? make their own beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like I can reuse the bottle because I'm just carbonating water in it, so it's not like I'm throwing them away after one use or anything. Yeah, sure. But it's kind of like that thing where, like, to make your own homemade yogurt, first buy some yogurt. It's like yeah, you have yeah, to start- but. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to start with the thing already. <clears throat> yeah, it's a little weird. So um, it makes you terrified for what will happen when society collapses and we lose the secrets of yogurt. Yeah. Yeah, how did they make the first yogurt? Is all yogurt related to the original yogurt? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's Parasite Eve 3, <laughs> yogurt style. <laughs> oh, I didn't play that game, I'm sorry. It's fine. It was a game about how all humans are related through their mitochondria, except that that's not really how it works, but that's what the game premise was. I see. <clears throat> Isn't that theory that there was a huge uh, constriction bottleneck of uh, DNA millions of years ago? Does that Yeah, Mitochondria still- Eve, that's where the title of that, that video game came from. Yeah, do people still think that? Yes. Okay. In fact, there's all evidence points to that being 100% true. That's weird. I wonder what happened to all those... Neanderthals? That was around their time, right? When they split off? I don't remember. Yeah, <sighs> something like that. I think it was like like 40,000 BCE or something like that. I don't know. I have trouble. It was like well before recorded history. Well before yeah. even humans you were using language. So Yes, true. Damn, um, so we just have no way to check. 
Uh, Jeff, Except I did have a question. The, the yes. science that we definitely have to check it with. Well, sure, I mean, but we can't ask anyone. Sometimes you hear a theory like, oh, it looks like there was a wider DNA pool and then suddenly it got super constricted at this time. It must have been a catastrophe. And then later, other scientists will be like, no, that scientist read the data wrong and that's not true. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but Jeff, um, yes. when you said you've made it and it's not been quite right, is, are you making it so that it tastes too much like CO2 or isn't bubbly enough? Like, are those the kind of problems? No, it has it has the right amount of bubbles, which seems to be set by how much space you leave in the bottle for the CO2 to fill. Okay. But the P because of the PSI, the bubbles are like too small. So I'm oh. getting I'm getting it fizzy like the way beer is fizzy. Oh, okay. right. I gotcha. So um, would you say that this is your daddy's seltzer or mm, uh, I haven't please. I haven't given him any, so not yet. Okay, so this isn't your daddy's seltzer. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh it's... wow, you're gonna that's very that's very in right now. That's yeah. very on trend. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that it being uh daddy's seltzer would be very in right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the golden age where it can be both of the things. <laughs> yeah. This, um this daddy's seltzer is not your daddy's seltzer. <laughs> It's too confusing. Um, <laughs> Everything that we're saying today is like way stupider than normal. <laughs> I feel um, like it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay, going to try to fight back, but again. yes, it is. <laughs> um, I uh, have been making like sodas and cocktails with it, and those are turning out pretty good. Well, I bought good. Uh, I bought fancy cocktail syrup in the flavor ginger and the flavor cola. Now, if you tried to just directly carbonate like gin, would it kill you? Mm, I don't think so. Would it work? Probably. Huh. Why hasn't anyone done this? Because it probably doesn't taste very good. Yeah. And do you want to drink straight gin? People probably don't want a big glass of gin. No, but I think... Yeah, I guess I guess you normally mix it with something carbonated anyway, and yeah. carbonation goes away so fast that you and you use liquor so slowly usually. Yeah. I don't know. I still feel like it could be a cool like I feel like you could you could open a hipster bar of just like all of our shots are carbonated liquor. <laughs> I think Jeff should open a hipster bar. We all agree on that. We all yes. agree that's the important mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But cereal milk shots. That's what I was gonna say. Do uh, a take on the egg cream, which is uh, milk and seltzer, and mm-hmm. make them Ugh. cereal milk carbonated drinks. Oh, yes. And no seltzer. Just carbonate the cereal milk. <laughs> there um, we go. Yeah. I, um... I tried initially uh, putting, like, the sugars and syrups in the water before carbonating it, but mm-hmm. um, it gets overly fizzy, like, when you do that. Um, oh, weird. And that's, everyone online says just, it's not worth it, just carbonate the water and mix everything in after. Hold on, though. If you do that, do it that way, when you try to mix things in, doesn't that ruin the carbonation, or no? No, that's how soda machines work. Okay. Um, carbonated milk is a thing. Gross. Apparently. Mmm, boy. How does it taste? Did you try it yet? Uh, it's a popular drink in East Asia, apparently. <laughs> I've not huh. tried it, but I'm Oh, that's what, um, Kalpas is, right? <laughs> what Tapas is? I don't think so. No, Kalpas? Yeah, there's a drink in Japan called Kalpas, but because the word, the word piss is in there, uh, in uh, American or English-speaking markets, it's usually called Kalpico, so sometimes you can see it at the store. I don't know. The one on Wikipedia that they show is called Milkis. Oh, probably related then, huh? <laughs> Milkis sounds like a bully from a 90s children's show. <laughs> yes, that's true. 
Oh, I don't like the idea of it because I don't like carbonation. Oh, well, uh, yeah. People must like it, though, huh? If a company, at least one I company, guess. is doing it. There's also a drink in Japan called Pepsi White, which is yogurt-flavored Pepsi, you guys. That sounds good, mm. actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate the idea of that. <laughs> well, I then you're wrong. It. I'd try it. <laughs> yeah, I well, I try pretty much any beverage. I love yeah. soft drinks. But I won't try that. <laughs> Meatless follow-up hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is also Pepsi Blue Hawaii, which is pineapple and lemon flavor. Ooh, okay. That sounds pretty good. Wait, Jeff, are you on a list of different Pepsi flavors from around the world? No, I searched Pepsi White, and in the images, there's a bunch of other related Pepsis. Okay, because I thought that we could do a fun quiz where you tell us the color and we try to guess the flavor. Oh, okay, I can do that. Alright, this one is uh, Translucent Red. That's the name of the color? No, that's the... It's The name will tell you what flavor it is. Oh, damn. Uh, strawberry Jello. Um, Peppermint. Salty Watermelon. Ooh. Ah, that sounds okay, actually. Uh, yeah, this one is... It. Here's Pepsi Pink. This one is sort of a slightly uh, opaque pink color. Uh, strawberry. Ground up women. Uh, God! <laughs> Matt, it is strawberry and another flavor. Can you guess okay. the other flavor? Uh, ground up women. <laughs> uh, sort of. Strawberry and milk flavor. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Ah, good game, good game. <laughs> yep. What is this one? Oh, it's a GIF, so I can't really even look at it. Pepsi it GIF. What, what were the Fantas? I was trying to remember the other day. The the women here were the Fantas. There was grape, <clears throat> orange, and then I couldn't remember the other two. I knew that. I know that one of them knew what secrets lurked in the hearts of men. Oh fuck, that's the shadow. Okay, <laughs> yeah. guys, uh, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> oh no. Okay, Why? so then going did you off drink one. some Fanta and it knew your secrets? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, going off Matt's mistake, there was Billy Zane, one of the Fantas. See the grape Fanta. Yes. Oh my god, that would be incredible. <laughs> How was there not a tie-in for that? <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, Maybe there was. We weren't there. I mean, I was alive. I feel like I would have noticed. Yeah, but nobody was tweeting about it back then. Fanta wasn't smashing evil. Was that the <laughs> was that the tagline? All I know the about the soft or what for the, the movie f- the Phantom. I think, okay, I think the actual tagline for the 1996 movie, The Phantom, was "Smash Evil." Well, let's find out. We've got access to the yeah. internet, and no one can stop uh, us. The Phantom, I know his main thing, slam evil. Uh, slam, Jesus, God that's damn. bad. That's awful. That's um, worse than Smash Evil, which yeah. I thought was the worst thing. Um, I mean, the thing about the Phantom is he's from like 1935. Yeah, and uh. His main thing is that it's a it's a family like they pass it down from father to son. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's not as cool as the shadow. Yeah, because he still supports the patriarchy. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know what evil lurks in the hearts of men because he is the evil that lurks in the hearts. It's of men. true. <laughs> patriarchy is the evil that lurks in the hearts of men. Also, who told Billy Zane he could be a leading man? Mm, he's very poor weird. guy. He's great. I think he's a very good actor. I don't think he can be the the main guy. I don't pa- think he's protagonist material. Patrick McGuin played the Phantom's father, the 20th Phantom. Who? Patrick McGuhan. 
Can you give me he an was example in, of him? Can you use uh, it in a sentence? He, he was in and the co-creator of The Prisoner, that very famous weird oh, show from the 70s. Oh, where he gets killed by an orb, or somebody gets killed by an orb. Yeah, yeah. Can you use it in a sentence? Uh, no. <laughs> Country <laughs> of origin? Uh, America. They tried to get him to play James Bond a bunch of times. Weird. Uh, he turned it down because he's Catholic. American James Bond? I don't think so. Agreed. Not my my James James Bond. Bond. Ah! Uh, has there ever, like, it's always people that are from some, like, former British Empire place, right? Yeah, I think it's all UK actors. No, there's been a couple Australians. At least one. yes, that's true. But very recently. Before that, it was all UK. And then, what, Pierce Brosnan is Australian? Is that right? No, he's Irish. Uh, Timothy Dalton's Australian, right? No, Timothy Dalton's Welsh. We have already had this conversation. God damn it. (laughs) But uh, Lazenby was Australian, I think? One of them was Australian, for sure. George, yeah, George Lazenby. The recent one, Craig... Daniel Craig. Craig T. Nelson, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Craig T. Nelson, Craig Ferguson T. Nelson. Mm-hmm. I tried no, to look it up and I typed Bond's in coach. What? Instead of typing in Daniel Craig, I typed in Canyon. <laughs> oh, when James Bond has to go back to the uh, locker yeah, he's room, undercover as a high school football player. <laughs> That's how they keep all their security. They write all the plans on the whiteboard and then erase them. So, yep. 21 James Street. I'm trying to make a Friday Night Lights James Bond joke, but there's just nothing there. Okay. Um, uh, hold on. Let's think about it. Yeah, uh, think, Fri- Friday, Friday Night the Living Daylights. Die Another Friday Night Lights. <sighs> Both of those are pretty good. Starfall. <laughs> Skyfall, <laughs> idiot. No, Skyfall's already a movie, Jeff. You're the idiot. <laughs> yeah, but there's no joke there. <laughs> I don't know. It got more laughs than either of ours. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, martini shaken, not stirred, can't lose. <laughs> <How's that>? <laughs> <laughs> not stirred. <laughs> also, that's like... That's like a sentence. That's not the name of a movie. No, it's the thing that they say on Friday Night Lights, except Yes, I know, but you can't make direct. a movie called that. No, the movie is not called that. This is the thing he says. That's what we were pitching, Louisa. Oh, no, I'm pitching, pitching a different thing. This is important. You're just writing the script now. Yeah, exactly. Someone needs to do this essential work. Clear martini, full clip. Even though none of us like Friday Night Lights or James Bond. <laughs> I like James Bond, all right. Nah. I like at least three James Bond movies, and I know that there's 27 of them. Yeah, that's the problem, right? And also, even the ones that I like, I'm like, but I realize they're bad, though. Uh, I think that the only genuinely good ones are Casino Royale and Skyfall, and the rest of the ones that are enjoyable are also bad. I mean, I haven't watched any of the very recent ones, and maybe they deal with it, but the older ones, which I kind of liked if I when I revisited them, I was like, oh, these are like so hyper-problematic that I can't even enjoy them. Yeah. I think they're, they seem to have tried to deal with it a little bit, but I know that they are actually dealing with it in the next one whenever it comes out, because we've decided no more movies, um, because they hired a woman to rewrite the script before shooting. Well, yeah, there's going to be a woman 007. Yeah, but we yeah. talked about this already, that I'm yeah. concerned because she says, no, I'm 007 now, or something in the commercial. And mm-hmm. But <laughs> the commercial hey, still- Hey, look at me, she says, I'm <laughs> yeah. 007 now. <laughs> Tom Hanks is like, yeah, sure. We probably did. 
but the commercial is still focused on Daniel Craig. It's still how how he has to come back and save everybody. I'm quite sure. Yes, she is not. Yeah, she is not James Bond. She's just 007. Yeah, he's so, retired, which is I a weird thing. I don't, I don't think, think he gets that, to retire. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's retired in every single one of his movies so far. Daniel Craig has been like coming out of retirement. Oh, no. Even Casino Royale, which is an origin story, he's like, oh, I'm too old to be doing the bonding anymore. <laughs> That's crazy. I haven't seen any of the Daniel Craig Bonds, and that is an insane thing to find out. <laughs> it's yeah. really, like, he becomes a double-O agent in Casino Royale. It's one of the, like, that was the trend we when we were doing, like, oh, it's a prequel, but it's set in the modern day. Yeah. Isn't he coming out of retirement in Knives Out as well? Is that just Daniel Craig's, like... <laughs> whole character? No, he's a I consulting so. detective in Knives Out. I don't think uh, he's coming out of retirement. He's, he's, he's not coming out of retirement, but he didn't intend to do this job. He did it as a favor. Yeah. So he's kind of being pulled back in. And, in that and way. isn't he like a retired police detective who is now a private eye, I think? They don't let po- they don't let people be police when they have that accent. <laughs> <laughs> You can only be a chicken salesman or uh, an eccentric detective. <laughs> you could probably oh. be a judge, right? A hanging judge? Yeah. Oh, Did yeah, Daniel sure. Did Craig play King Arthur in A Kid in King Arthur's Court? What? Oh, wow. Cool. He was in it. I don't know who he played. <sighs> oh, no. When when was that movie? Uh, 90-something. Oh, my God. He was, like, a young man. Master Kane. I don't know what that means. That's fine. It would be weird to have him play King Arthur when he's, like, 30. Yeah, I guess that's true. 95 is when that movie came out. Did you say Master Kane? Because K was a character in The Once and Future King, of course. Yes. No. Master Kane, like, okay. the biblical character. Actually spelled differently. K-A-N-E, not Jesus, K-A-N-E. he was okay. 27. Now I will have to look up Daniel Craig... Height. Young. young. <laughs> Daniel Craig feet. Daniel Craig dick pick. Um, the only thing anyone ever remembers about Daniel Craig's James Bond is that one scene where he's naked and Mads Mikkelsen is wailing on his balls with a big rope, right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, 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 Mads Mikkelsen is the bad guy at Casino Royale, and he's very uh, good at poker, except his tell is that he cries blood. <laughs> except his tell is that he wails on the ball with the rope if he loses. At one point, he captures James Bond and puts him on a chair with the bottom cut out and is constantly wailing on his balls. And James Bond is like, yes, daddy, more please. <laughs> And you think I'm joking, but that is what he—that is the tone of voice he uses that is to the try and actual line in the script. He <laughs> tries <laughs> some ad living on the day, but that's all in the oh, script. Man. He tries to intimidate the bad guy by pretending to like having his balls well done. I mean, you pretending quotes, Jeff, Jeff. You are blowing this wide apart for me because I always thought, assumed, having not seen any of them, that the Daniel Craig bombs were popular because they tried to make Bond more serious and less ridiculous. And they were doing an okay job. It doesn't no, sound like they were. <laughs> they're popular because they're extremely horny and all the action is very good. Uh, I swore I'd retired from having my balls wailed on by strange Norwegian <laughs> actors, but I guess I gotta come back for one more oh, job. Oh, that's gone. Yep, yeah, uh-oh. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Oh, he got too close and probably bumped the USB thing. He probably did. <laughs> uh-oh. Are you guys there? Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> Right in the middle of his good joke. Now I'm going to look up Daniel Craig height while we wait. I already looked it up. It's 5'10". Oh, not as tall as I expected. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's enormous. <laughs> that 
Yeah, that seems like a reasonable height. I'm here again. Hello. Sorry about Hi. your good joke, but you got interrupted. Okay. Did you hear that I had? I said that he had retired from having his balls whaled on. Yeah, that's yes. All we heard. Okay, good. <laughs> that's the point of it. Okay. Did you record? Did your recording mess up? Uh, no, just the Google Hangout for thank some reason. Go- thank goodness. Yep. Um, did we ask you what you did, Matt? Nope. All right, what did you do, Matt? So, this week, uh, last time we recorded, I mentioned it was my birthday. For my birthday, I got an Oculus Quest, which is the newest, bestest VR headset that doesn't cost over $1,000. Hooray! Um, and What'd so you plan been, on it? I've been exploring virtual worlds, and guys, it's awesome. Um, I feel like a lot of people are very reluctant to get into VR because it sucks, and that's true. <laughs> but... Also, it's great. <laughs> Allow me to explain. <laughs> um, so, uh, until this one, all of the VR headsets pretty much had to be connected to your computer to work, uh, which meant that if you wanted to do VR, you had to have, like, a cable running from your head to a machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one has enough power to be able to run uh, disconnected from your computer. You can also connect it to your computer for, like, high power stuff, but it's very nice to just be able to pick it up and strap it on uh, just, like, in the middle of the living room and not have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and How like, long does it last? Like, a, a good session of uh, game? Yeah, if you if you charge it up all the way, you get about three to four hours of play before you have to plug it in again. And oh, that's like, good. it's it's heavy enough on your face that you don't want to play for more than like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the downside: is that it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but like, it's amazing. The thing is, when you see sc- the, the, I think the real challenge facing like VR in terms of getting people on board nowadays is that there's no good way to convey through screenshots how fucking incredible it is to just be like, oh shit, I'm in this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that that sounds very dumb and obvious, but like, I, I'm, I was this way, you know, I looked at, everyone talked about how great Job Simulator was, and I looked at the screenshots and I was like, eh, it's kind of cartoony and dumb. Like, yeah, you'd be in it, but I can see from the screenshots what it's like. No, you can't. <laughs> it's incredible because, like, you can turn around and look at the stuff that they don't want you to look at and, like, mess around with stuff that's not part of the game. It's incredible. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I can't it envision it because I've never done VR, so I don't even have a frame of reference. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done it either. Well, whenever this quarantine is over, I'm going to invite people over to try it out because it's so fucking cool. <laughs> um, there's a game that I've been playing called The Room VR, which is an escape room murder mystery set in, like, Shakespeare, uh, not Shakespeare, uh, Sherlock Holmes times. Yeah, you have to figure out whether or not Lisa actually tore apart Tommy Wiseau or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it's, it's very cool. There's the, the second room, which is the one I'm in now, is, like, in the Egyptology wing of the, uh, London Museum, and you're trying to open a sarcophagus that has a clue to how this guy disappeared, and, like, what's wild is that things keep happening where it's like, oh, I found this piece of paper, it just has a hole cut in it, but then if you hold the hole up to your eye, you can see ghosts through the hole in the paper. It's It's so crazy. Phantasmagoria? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Very much so. And, like, so it's got all the normal game puzzle stuff, but stuff that you couldn't do in a game puzzle. Like, you're standing in front of a box, and you need to open the box, but you can't figure out how. But the thing you need to do is walk around to the other side of the box, or, like, look underneath it, or pick it up, or whatever. And, like, Mm -hmm. there are clues on the other sides of it, and it's wild how much our... Games have been broken by video games only allowing us to sort of see in one direction at a time. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, it's very cool. Um, And, I mean, there's lots of games like that. I've been also trying out... uh, There's a personal trainer app called Supernatural that I wanted to try since I can't go to the gym anymore. I mean, those and, two brothers from TV yell at you to work out Well, better. this is the thing. When I said this to Jen, she was like, oh my god, that's amazing. A, a, like a, a workout <laughs> app where you get to fight like vampires and ghosts and shit, and that would be so good. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's not that. Yeah. Oh, well. I it's was just, just like imagining the- those brothers hitting you in their car. <laughs> oh, my God, you are the ghost or vampire or whatever. That's even better. Yeah, try to get away from them. That would be awesome. Oh, if, if any of our listeners are, uh, like good at computer application development. I get, I genuinely recommend, if I knew how to do this, I would, because you will make a billion dollars doing it. If you made a workout app where you get to kill zombies as the <laughs> workout, you would make so much fucking money. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you played Beat Saber yet? I have, yes. I have Beat Saber as well. Um, Be- Supernatural is actually kind of like a ripoff of Beat Saber. It's the same sort of thing of, like, things coming at you and you have to slice them in certain directions. Mm. Uh, somebody described it as, like, uh, Fruit Ninja meets DDR, which I think is a pretty <laughs> reasonable sort of mm. approximation of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the problem I have with Beat Saber is that, one, I don't know any of the songs because I'm old, and two, like, you're just standing in, like, a long hallway and things are coming at you, and it doesn't seem like there's that much difference other than the motion controls. It's not... There's no VR element to it. I don't feel immersed in it, because I'm still just looking in one direction. Mm. Um, The thing that I like about Supernatural is that as you're popping these balloons by swiping them with your batons or whatever, uh, sometimes, like, an arrow will come up pointing to look in another direction because they're going to start coming at you from a different point of view. So you have to be, like, constantly turning around and stuff, which is nice. Why do they call this game Supernatural if it's popping balloons? I don't know. Huh, okay. I mean, I think it's supposed to be, like, part of it is all of these workouts take place in a, like, they take 3D pictures of very beautiful landscapes around the world. Mm-hmm. So you're, like, working out on top of Kilimanjaro or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's the natural part. And then they're like, this is a super app where you get to work out in oh, okay. natural environments or whatever. Mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's good. I, I'm just trying to explain what I think their thought process was. Yeah. Um... I am really curious about all of the lightsaber-based uh, uh, VR experiences. I bet you are, you Star Wars nerd. Yeah, yeah. there's a Star Wars uh, <laughs> game called Vader Immortal, where you play as Darth Vader and get to hit stuff with his cool lightsaber. Want to yeah, play it? <laughs> it keeps on recommending that I do that one, because apparently it's very popular, but also I don't give a shit. It's free, isn't it? Isn't it a free-to-play one? I don't think there is. There might be a demo of it, but there's Uh. not, like... 
I think you have to pay like $16 to play the actual game. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> no, I mean, almost none of the VR games are full AAA title price, which is also very nice. Um, the only one that I think costs $60 is... Uh, Half-Life Alex, which is the new one that everyone is saying is incredible. Yeah, I never played any of the other Half-Lifes all the way through, so... Yeah, me neither, but I might try this one eventually, but I'm still getting enough fun out of the ones that only cost $4 that <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing that for a while. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to end up buying one of these stupid things. It's out of stock everywhere right now, but... Yes, because of Half-Life Alex and the quarantine, it was fucking inc- impossible to get one. <laughs> but Where I did you one. end up getting one? I had to order it through Walmart.com to ship to my local Walmart and then go pick it up there, and then they'd lost it, and I had to wait there for like three hours where they found it, so <laughs> that sucked. But yeah. I got it, and now I have it. Pretty good. It's the yep. Oculus Quest, is what it's uh, called? Jeff's shopping. Yes. I'm waiting for him to announce the uh, Ocul- <laughs> Oculus Quest is the one that is that you don't need a connection to a computer to use. Yeah, that's probably the one I would want. Uh, Oculus Go, but that seems like it's probably bad. Oculus Go is for, like... Oculus Go is the Chromebook of... Head of yeah. VR headsets. It's for like, ooh, I want to look at pictures, but in 3D, like you can't actually run any real software on it. Mm, it's it seems to only be like, uh, what's it called? Um, Third party sellers on here now, so I will just have to wait. Uh, but I yep. did pick a wiki for us, Yay. and I'm okay. going to put it in the chat right now. Um, we got Assassin's Creed wiki. Oh, <laughs> have we okay. not already had this one? <laughs> I mean. It's all the same. It is all the same. That's true. <coughs> uh, I'm looking and it doesn't look like we have already had this one. Okay. Um, welcome to the Assassin's Creed wiki. In the background, I am seeing what look like Roman soldiers yelling. They're both yelling. Yep. Dramatically. Yep. They're from, um... Helmets and everything. Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, yeah. Is that the, that's the newest one, I suppose? I yeah. think so, yeah. They just announced a new one that has Vikings. Hmm. It's weird that Odyssey and Origins came out so close together, and it makes it very hard to remember which one's which. Yeah. Uh, so, welcome to the Assassin's Creed wiki, the wiki for the Ubisoft franchise Assassin's Creed, including 2018's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that anyone can edit. It's weird that they shouted out that game specifically. Like, of course it would be including that one, right? Yes, but everything about the aesthetics of this page are Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The logo is from that game only, the background, all of the screenshots. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, Welcome to the Assassin's Creed Wiki, a collaborative encyclopedia about the Assassin's Creed series of games that anyone can edit. Um, ooh, oh, it actually has a, like, a, uh, introduction. Assassin's Creed is a series of action-adventure stealth video games developed mainly by Ubisoft and set in various historical periods. The series began with, with Assassin's Creed in 2007, and its most recent title is Assassin's Creed Odyssey in 2018. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is scheduled for release in late 2020. So... <clears throat> My history with this franchise is, when it first started, everyone was like, these games are great, so I tried them, and they sucked ass. <laughs> and then I didn't play any more again until Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because I got it for free from Humble Bundle. Uh, and actually, that one is good. It is a good one. Okay. So, yeah. 
They did good. They they somehow made it into a good game series. Uh, I played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and I found it enjoyable, but not enough to continue playing it. I have 3 and 4 for, like, PC or Wii U or something weird. Which one's where, the one where you killed George Washington? That's 3. Uh, there's an alternate history DLC for 3, where George Washington is the evil king of America. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, the thing about the naming of the, these games, and I know they're all in different historical periods, and this one, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that gives me a clear line of which uh, time period that would be. But a yep. lot of them, like Brotherhood, like I don't remember what era that set in. So when people talk about them, I never know. Like, oh, is this the is French Revolution one, one, or what? Is that one Victorian England? Um, Assassin's Creed 1 is set in Persia or something. Yeah, it is Persia because it was originally a Prince of Persia game and then they decided not to brand it that. <laughs> it's um, like the Fifty Shades of Grey of Prince exactly, of Persia. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood are set in Italy during Da Vinci times. Oh, okay. Like, you're, fr- you're friends with Da Vinci in the game. Yeah, I think 2 was the one that I first tried, and it was so fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, the French Revolution one, I believe, is the very bad one that came out that I don't remember the name of. Rogue or something? Hmm. Okay. Everyone yeah. said Black Flag was very good, but, like, it was when everyone was so horny for pirates. Mm-hmm. Uh, what and era I sh- pirate was that? What? What era of pirate was that? Was that like Pirates of the Caribbean times? Uh, yeah, I yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't give a shit about pirates, so I didn't care about that. It wasn't until they get, did one that was just Greek mythology. I also like that at the beginning they were like, mm, this is like a weird historical tourism where everything is historically accurate and you can see what Persia was like in, yeah. you know, 5 BC or whatever. And now it's like, uh, I guess in this one it's ancient Greece, but you can fucking kill Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that these games are fascinatingly stupid. Yeah. Um, because you go, you're in all these different time periods, but all of that is taking place within a virtual, uh, yes. training program for assassins in the future. Isn't it? Isn't it actually in a virtual training program to trick assassins into giving their secrets away to Templars in the future? I think that you are at some point your future guy is strapped into a a fake training chair by the bad guys no. to like get secrets but it was initially to train him and get all of his ancestors DNA skills. No, How does I'm this certain- uh, tie into the Looper franchise? <laughs> Same thing. Okay. No, I'm certain that in the first one Kristen Bell was badly animated and the twist was that she was a bad guy. Oh. She was the person doing the like training you to be an assassin and then the twist at the end is that you uncover the fact that the Templars are real and that Kristen Bell is one of them, and she's actually trying to steal your assassin secrets. That's weird, because she's in the games later still as a good guy. I think she didn't know she was a bad guy or something, but like... Maybe she was a hologram. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She was a member of the band Gem and the Holograms. I could Um, buy it. I could see her doing that. There was a part I really liked in Brotherhood, where you encounter some kind of, like, entity in the past, and you're basically, you're reliving, like, the recreated memories of this guy, 
But the entity doesn't speak to the guy whose memories you're in. He speaks to the future guy that you're actually playing as. So it's fun to imagine, like, I know (laughs) this entity being like, I know someday a future man is going to relive this guy's memories. So I'm going to send a message to him and ignore this guy here. But I do have to be near him for him to hear me. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like you say, lovably dumb. The fact that this franchise is like, um, you're just reliving the the DNA memories of your ancestors, which is fucking garbage nonsense. Yeah, it's completely insane. And then it's like, but also you earn points that you can use in like a HUD display to unlock a pa- like powers and shit. Like, how does that translate to my ancestor's memory? <laughs> was my was my ancestor like, oh shit, I don't know I I don't know why, but for some reason now I can teleport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. Um I like the I know most people hate the conceit of the time travel, like the premise. I think that premise is part of the only reason why this series would ever appeal to me. Yeah. I I will say, even though I think I am one of the people who hate that premise, I also recognize that if it didn't have that premise, then there would be nothing unique about this series whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Um, Plus, if it's all fake, that kind of gives more of a suspension of disbelief to the weird stuff that will happen in the game. Yeah, I like the idea. This has never been explored as far as I know in the series, but I like the idea that you could be like, Hey, I was reliving my ancient Greek ancestors' past, and I fucking had to fight a chimera. That's not real history. <laughs> and then they're like, uh, there's a computer virus or some shit. <laughs> oh, man, there's that would be really... Trojan horse. Yeah. <laughs> that, ah, that would be incredible if you had to fight friggin' the guy from Reboot or whatever in there. <laughs> You just have yeah, to, like, fight him. You have to do a battle boss battle against Megabyte in the that's middle the of the That's the final boss game. of this Viking oh, one. It's gonna be like, now you have to fight against the villain from Tron. Freakazoids in there, too. Yeah, you turn a corner too fast and uh, clip through the wall and you're in the Matrix. <laughs> I mean, that does kind of happen in these games. Uh, so, one thing I like on this main page that I'm staring at is the picture for Odyssey, which is a uh, soldier... I guess your character being attacked by Medusa and the bar is incredibly low, but I like that Medusa is like a nine foot tall, like a white, like a W I G H T kind of ghoul rather than like a sexy dominatrix. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I like monstrous Medusa. Yeah. 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 Um, The, the Assassin's Creed series has been historically extremely misogynistic, but I feel like Odyssey did an okay job of not, being as bad as the other ones. Mm, like I say, the bar is very low. Yep. <laughs> I see you can play as a male or female character, I suppose. Yeah, this oh. is the first time, and if you play as a female, she's extremely horny for other women, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let that be. <laughs> so the creature in that picture is, for some reason, called the Writhing Dread instead of Medusa. What? Oh. What? It's a Medusa, though. <laughs> Yeah, it's very clearly a Medusa. Uh, a human would transmute it to this creature upon contact with the prize of the Medusa. Okay. One of the four Atlantis artifacts, which it was meant to guard. Matt, is Atlantis in this game? It's a DLC, yeah. Oh, man, that rules. 
Yeah, uh, just a a quick nod to Chris Plant, who summed up my feelings of it very well, which is he said, I bought this game because I heard about the Atlantis DLC, but you had to play 140 hours of the game to get to that DLC, and I realized that the game ruled before I got anywhere near that DLC. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Medusa in Greek mythology is just one of the writhing deads from throughout history. Uh, Turns out Perseus... He was an assassin. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was a member of the Assassin's Guild. That makes sense. The he did Assassin's a lot of killing. Creed. Did he? I thought it was just the Medusa. Uh, Are we counting? Yeah, is Medusa. is the Clash of the Titans canonical? Yeah. Where does Harry Hamlet enter into all this? Yeah. <laughs> he killed all those those incredibly awesome skeletons. <laughs> yeah, he did do that. Remember? Remember he did that? <laughs> yep. And he had that clockwork owl, Boobo. Yep. Was he the one who fought the giant gill man who came out of the ocean, or was that the other one? No, that's him. That's okay. Clash of the Titans. Okay, good. To rescue um, Cassiopeia, right? Yep. Oh, yep. my brain hurts. You got it. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't remember things uh, anymore. One of the big... I, I just... One, one more thing about Assassin's Creed before we get into our random pages. Mm-hmm. One of the big unfulfilled promises of this series is, like, they've spent four or five games building towards, now you're going to play as the guy in the future with all of the assassin abilities, but in, like, a cyberpunk future land, and they never did that. That never happened. Yet. <laughs> Yet, I guess, but they killed that character like five games ago. Yeah, but listen, Jeff, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. So, spoilers alert ahead. But mm-hmm. the new Vampire the Masquerade comes out later this year. <laughs> yeah, and Just that's going to turn out to have been Assassin's Creed the whole time. Yes, Assassin's Creed Eleven or whatever the fuck. Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> okay, good. The Vampire's awesome. Creed. I guess the Masquerade is the Vampire's Creed, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all coming so together. Well, so they all follow. Uh, so I got a random page. Hold on, I want to uh, say one more thing about the main yeah. page, just real quick. Sure. It's, it's baffling to me. Uh, there's categories. Odyssey, of course, is the biggest. There's also games, books and comics, admin, and other. And they're all screenshots from the games, except admin is just a photo of a screenshot from some movie or TV show with an actress. She's an older lady, a British actress, that I recognize from bit parts. And that can't be part of the game, right? That's just her. What does that mean? This is, uh, I, don't, I think this category is just administration of this wiki page. So you I don't know. they just like her? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, well, let's be I her. don't know who this is a picture of. Okay. But. I'll have to find her name, but... Uh... It's it's strange to me because it's not from the games. Well, isn't it? You don't know. Hold on, I wanna, I wanna... <laughs> bureaucrats, administrators, Rafik. What? What? I'm looking at the list of people under admin. Okay. Batman's here. Yeah, this is Batman. He's called the Crimson Eagle, though. <laughs> That's nothing. That doesn't make any sense. Dark he's feather. He's not crimson, okay. and he's not eagle themed. <laughs> Mm, I think if you look at the page, you will reconsider. <laughs> uh, yeah, none of these are a picture of that lady. Okay. Is this... I mean, this could be a picture from one of the games. I'm just saying that's a possibility. I love the idea that it's an FMV game. Well, but this is the thing that everyone was so upset about when they had the Kristen Bell part, is that, like, the way they did it was that they mapped her a picture of her actual face as a texture onto the, like, wireframe in the game. So sometimes it looked like a photograph of Kristen Bell, and other times it looked like a horrible nightmare. (laughs) Okay. So maybe it's that. Yes. 
Um, so I got a random page. Mm-hmm. Database yeah. colon Katarina Sforza mm-hmm. in parentheses brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, date of birth 1463, profession Countess of Forley, noble. A countess by marriage, Katarina was notorious far before she ever arrived in Forley. Raised in the court of Milan, she received a classical education while tutored in the art of war by her father, the Duke. Ooh. <laughs> At court, Katarina also acquired a passion for alchemy and hunting. <laughs> Who wouldn't really, right? <laughs> There's nothing else to do. <laughs> Is Forley a real place? Because it sounds made up as hell. This might be a real person. That'd be weird. Yeah, it would be weird. Uh, Forley is... Jesus. I have no idea. Hmm. One, 188 BCE is when it was founded. Yes, Katarina Sforza is a real person. Hmm. From actual history. That name sounds too nice, you know? It's spelled very dumb. Yeah, like Italy dumb. <laughs> yep. Okay, uh, take that. How Italy. dumb? Like Italy dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, when she was ten, she was uh, betrothed to the Pope's nephew. Great. They consummated their marriage when she was fourteen. Why is that? Why is that? Why is that detail in here? Why is that detail in here? Hold on. How old? How old was this Pope's nephew? I'm going to imagine. Oh yeah, he was twenty years older than her. Great. She was cool. portrayed on the Borgias by Gina McKee. Okay. So. <laughs> this yeah. sucks. I feel like we should be able to get more from this, but we're really not. No, I hate Assassin's Creed now. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that there were whole biographies of real, actual people in here. <laughs> I knew that some of the people in the games were real. Like, you have to kill some people that were real. Yeah, I mean, in, really... in, like, Odyssey, you have to, like, fucking help Socrates commit suicide and bullshit. <laughs> oh, no! But, like, what? That's fine. No, it's not fine. That's not fine. Well, no, he needs to die because he has a piece of Eden in his stomach or something, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> well, he, listen, Louisa, he did commit suicide in real life, famously. Yeah, I know. So but that <laughs> part isn't, like, you can't do much about that. Yeah, but no, the this is between the- that and then a game, it's like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to go and help him do that? <laughs> yeah, this is the, the problem you always run into with time travel stuff, where it's like, you, you don't you don't want to insert your character into the past in a, a horrible place because then they have to participate in the horrible thing. Yeah. Or fail at preventing that horrible thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is a little different because it's not time travel. It's just like watching a movie in VR, basically. Mm-hmm. But it is a little... Like, if it was more recent, it would be weird for them to be like, by the way, our fictional assassin, he helped this famous person kill himself. Yeah, yeah. Th- our famous assassin helped assassinate Jan- John F. Kennedy, but... <laughs> let, let no, me that would, that's far enough away that that would be awesome. <laughs> no! I, disagree. I would actually love Assassin's Creed The Cold War. That would yes. win ass. The first mission is you go have to kill Hitler. Oh, yeah. Man. You're a you Soviet to, like, assassin who has to go kill Hitler. You're like on the boats during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Actually, this game would fucking rule. Yeah, no, this whips ass. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, disagree. Okay. Assassin's Creed Fatherland. Uh, yeah. No, this is bad. <laughs> this is Assassin's, bad. Assassin's Creed uh, Iron Curtain. Yeah, mm, there it is. Yeah. 
We've got a whole oh, franchise. I, got, I won Louisa over. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about, um, I guess, uh, the Checkpoint Charlie stuff. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of spy stuff. I guess that would work. Oh, God, this would be so fucking good. Man, the last mission is you have to try to assassinate Ronald Reagan, but you fail. You the just last shoot mission him and is that you die. assassinate James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you whip his balls until he dies. <laughs> whip his balls till he dies from it. <laughs> Were we talking about that on the show or before the show? <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Thank God. Oh my God. Okay, I got a random page. Oh, yeah. oh we're still doing it. Okay. <laughs> and my random page is Amazon Bracers, which is a piece of equipment, uh, part of a set of armor in possession of the cult of Cosmos during mm-hmm. the 5th century BCE. Mm-hmm. This illustrates, I think, the reason why I stopped playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and realized that it was actually also very boring in addition to being a good game. Mm-hmm. Because and this is like a huge trend in modern video games that I absolutely do not know who it's for, of like trillions of iterations of the same equipment with very, very, very slightly different stats that are impossible to balance. Uh-huh. So like... You will go around and, like, spend hundreds of hours killing, you know, uh, fucking Stygian birds or whatever, and then one of them eventually drops, like, an orange bracer, which is slightly different than a purple bracer. Oh, you mean better? Well... Yeah. Yeah, I think there... I think a lot of games want to get into that, um addictive gameplay loop uh gameplay loop of like a Diablo sort of game where yes. there's random randomized loot and like none of it's necessarily better than the other and there's always a trade off but that's even in Diablo that's only at extremely high level play because for the majority of the actual playing of the game of Diablo whenever something drops you're like oh this is fucking much better than what I've got or this is garbage mm. <laughs> those are the two things and with Assassin's Creed and a lot of more modern games, when I get them, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what these numbers mean. And like, if it increases my vitality but reduces my HP, what the fuck does that... What is vitality if yeah. not HP? Yeah. <laughs> I do hate when it's not simple. Like, even in a RPG where it's like, alright, now you have a new type of armor that's way more protective against magic spells, but extremely weak to physical attacks. And you're like, oh, this is useless. But I guess if I'm yeah. gonna fight this boss who's a wizard and is only gonna use magic spells, I'm gonna have to wear this armor. But then afterwards, I'm gonna have to remember to take it off again, because it's not actually good. Oh, yeah. I just want things to be better, and then a little bit better, and then you get the best one, and you're done. And yet, you still defend um, uh, Breath of the Wild, which is mm. extremely egregious about this, where it's like, <laughs> it is. hey, if you want to go in this area, you gotta put on this armor for a little while, and then remember to take it off afterwards. And I'm like, I just won't go in that area, thanks. <laughs> At least <laughs> You're right, you are At- right, though. Yes. At least in that game, the armors look different, like starkly different. Yes. In a lot of games, the armor just doesn't change your appearance, and you have to remember that, oh, this armor makes you drown if you touch water. Yeah, yeah it's very crazy that video game developers still haven't figured out that we want to see our the equipment that our people are equipping change the way they look. Like, I will regularly, in a game that actually shows you know, the weapon that you equipped or whatever happening. If the weapon looks cooler, I will regularly choose a less good weapon if I think it looks awesome. Yeah. 
In Dragon Quest Builders, I wore the turtle armor a whole lot because you wear a little turtle shell. <laughs> and it Aww. looks so cute. <laughs> yep. I love it. I so, should get back into that game. I stopped in the jail part. Yeah, yeah that is it a good got game. tedious. Um, so yeah, like, if they want to make that addictive gameplay loop of a fucking trillion uh, different armors that are almost indiscernibly different, the way to do it is just to make it so that they look different in different cool ways, and then I would care. You know what game does this great? And you're going to be mad, but I'm only going to say it and not talk about it, uh-huh. and it's Animal Crossing. Yes. <laughs> but no, that has the opposite problem, where all it does is look different. It doesn't yeah, have any none of other the, None of the equipment does anything. That's true, yes. but that's fine. That's all no, you No, I want both. <laughs> well, that's too much to ask for. <laughs> I'm asking too much of this <laughs> virtual world that I'm paying 60 fucking dollars for. Uh, so I got a random page. And did I put it in there? Yes, I did. Yes. Uh, it's Christopher Gist, not to be confused with Christopher Guest. Yeah, he <laughs> directed like, A Mighty Wend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking got him. All right. Good gag. <laughs> Database. Christopher Gist, born 1706, died unknown. Aside Ooh, God damn it, this is another vampires. person. Aside from being born in Baltimore, much of Christopher Gist's youth is unknown. Although he had little in the way of a formal education, he was taught surveying and grew up to be a successful frontiersman. Uh, In the years before the Seven Years' War, Gist had settled in North Carolina and was the neighbor of celebrated frontiersman Daniel Boone. What do you think is the criteria for success as a frontiersman? Not Don't dying. die? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, he died in 1759. I, mean, I don't know why this wiki doesn't know that. Maybe he survived in the Assassin's Creed world. I'm telling person? you, they're setting it up for yes. vampires. He is a real person. That's okay. how I found out. He okay. doesn't look this cool. <laughs> yeah, he uh, is very much like a Doc Holliday kind of leather trench coat cowboy guy. Yeah, they make him look like friggin' Van Helsing. Yeah. Yes. Which is also, I believe, completely historically inaccurate for the 1750s. Yes. Uh, I want to point out, I think I've been joking around a lot about a vampire version of Assassin's Creed, um, because I'm very excited for Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which is coming out later this year, and I've pre-ordered it, and I'm so fucking excited because that RPG rules. Matt, is this a conflict of interest because you work adjacent to the people who make that? I don't. That is a completely different company that's spun off from... Oh, okay. So there's no conflict of interest at all. I just fucking love that game. Because you know that we won't get that Casper sponsorship if you have a <laughs> conflict of interest. Yeah, but not the the mattresses, the ghost. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he needs a PR campaign because he cursed out a fan at a meet and now they're saying, Casper the unfriendly ghost? Yep, exactly. Uh, no, but here's what I'm gonna say. Obviously, as time went on, Assassin's Creed, we talked about it before, kind of gave up on trying to be realistic and in favor of being awesome. <laughs> and I definitely support that decision. And if they wanted to make like a modern day like 80s or 90s assassin's creed game they absolutely could if they made it a crossover with blade yeah sure am i wrong blade is like the perfect fit for this game i want more game companies to do that thing that nintendo has been doing the past like decade or so where they're just like all right another company is gonna make a game like they usually make but put our guys in it Yes. So just Marvel approaches Ubisoft and is like, hey, do Assassin's Blade. Yeah. Do an Assassin's Creed game, but Blade is the guy you play as. Yeah. An Assassin's Creed game with just any superhero or like 
movie, he, he, like, action hero franchise in it would be great. And a great, like, movie game for the first time maybe ever. Oh, man, what about an Assassin's Creed game where you play as a Terminator? Oh, fuck. <laughs> All or of your assassin as... targets are people that you have to terminate for Skynet. Ooh, that's very good. Or as John Connor. And you don't have to go assassinate Terminators? Yeah, for Skynet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's a double agent. <laughs> You have to betray all of humanity in this game. That's a that's a twist that no one has ever done before. Is that the double agent is the guy in charge of the bad guys? <laughs> Wait, hold on. That that is the twist of uh, Terminator Genesis. The oh one with, no, the one with Daenerys in it. John Connor gets turned into a Terminator. Oh, that's not. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Ah, so this guy was a real guy, and he doesn't seem to have done much, except he helped start the French and Indian War. And I don't know if that's supposed to be good or bad, but I am iffy about that. Um, he see it seems like this character accidentally wandered into this game from Red Dead Redemption. Does anyone else <laughs> agree with that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, or um, what was that? The Darkness, that one where you have demons that you shoot out of your guns. But that's modern day. This is clearly a cowboy. That's true. Oh, I can only find Darkness the band if I want the Darkness the game. <laughs> uh, you do believe in a thing called love in that game, though. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's true. Man, this character design's really cool, but it is also complete nonsense. Yep, you just described everything about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> He's some kind of pirate cowboy vampire hunter. You guys okay. remember, I don't think there's anything about vampires in him, other than what we brought. <laughs> no, he because he looks like Viggo Mortensen as Van Helsing <laughs> okay. from the movie Van See, Helsing. He's very stringy, he's a real Snape yes. type. You remember from the beginning, these Assassin's Creed games tried to sell us on the idea that you could jump off the top of a very tall tower and survive if you landed in a small pile of hay? <laughs> uh-huh. Fuck that shit. That are you ready angry. for... Are you gonna Mythbusters it right now? Yeah. Uh, this is a new episode of Game Theory. <laughs> Fuck, they probably have done an episode about Assassin's Yeah, he Creed. had that... He had that YouTube Red series where he, like, did video game stuff in real life. They probably had him, like, jump off a building into some Oh, hay. man, that would be great if he died from it. <sighs> now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, the intro montage does show the Assassin's Creed guy falling yeah, into some Yeah, that's what hay. made me think that I'm... I'm actually doing this bad. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. This is... It's weird. I watch every video on that YouTube channel that I despise. It's not... I like the videos, and I like the theories. I just hate the host so much. Yeah, his whole vibe is just awful, and I get that he's making this for, like, tweens, but still. Like, he's just... He's just a youth pastor who talks about video games. Oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> he definitely has, like... If he's not Mormon, he's definitely one of those, like, weird churches that we don't know about. Yeah, no, he's hyper-Christian. He's talked about it in, like, interviews and stuff. He's, like, mega super over-the-top Christian. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, I yep, have no Leap of reference. Faith. It was the, like, 20th video they did. <laughs> Surviving right, Assassin's Creed's Leap of Faith. Oh, I thought you meant Leap of Faith like you were still talking about his religion. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I <must have> <laughs> <sighs> Does Chrono right. Trigger retell the story of the Bible? You know, the Jesus size is there all along. <laughs> It's... Oh, remember how God lives in a floating steampunk city? 
<laughs> the only uh, thing that I, like, I always want to dunk on him about the theories, but they're all clickbait. The one thing that he did that was actually very incredibly stupid that I hated was he gave the Pope a copy of Undertale. <laughs> yeah, well, listen... I think a lot of people came down on him very hard for that because it's objectively dumb, but everyone who gives the Pope anything, it's objectively dumb, so, like, whatever. It's just so funny to imagine, like, here, the Pope is a Steam code for, oh, okay, so Steam is this software that you have to download. He gave it to him burned on a CD, so that's not true. And in that same meeting, if you watch the video, the next person gives him a fucking surfboard. <laughs> no, that rules. <laughs> you know what would be way cooler than the Pope playing Undertale? The Pope surfing. He could at least hang a surfboard on the wall of his bedroom. He could hang that CD up there, too. <laughs> yeah, he could tape it to the ceiling with all his AOL CDs. Uh, like listen, a 90s if, kid. He had, if he had a gold spray-painted CD on that hat, that would rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Cyber Pope. Cyber Pope! Yep. Yeah, you gotta put a CD up there so that when they try to hit you with the speed gun, the police, they can't uh, clock your speed because mm-hmm. of the CD. <laughs> Remember that? Mm. Remember it's, illeg- <laughs> it's illegal to pull over the Pope. Yep. In his Pope mobile. He is bulletproof, yep. literally, so what can you do mm-hmm. to really. Him and. Uh, uh, Batman? Oh, fuck. What was the name of that singer? God damn it! Bullet Pope. What? Bulletproof. Bulletproof? Oh, LaRue. LaRue, fuck! It's an electronic duo. Okay. <laughs> that song Bulletproof that's very good? That's a good song. Is it very good? That whole yeah, album okay. sounds like music from Sonic Levels. Yes. Are you still that's keeping your playlist highest going? compliment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that is, that is, uh, I think I only included one song from it on my playlist. Okay. Of songs that sound like Sonic the Hedgehog music. Okay, yes. are we done? Yes. So. Alright guys, well, thanks for listening to our show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're getting podcasts and uh, tell all your friends about our show. Uh, It's sometimes very dumb, but usually in a funny way. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yep, agreed. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly if you want to, uh, go to Mastodon to, to find me on there and message me. I'll send you an invite code. I'm on Mastodon at MattHeron at Mastodon.cloud. Um, I'm also on Mastodon. You can type the URL into your URL bar, mastodon.cloud slash at JK. Now, URL bar is the name of your hipster bar that you're starting with carbonated milk, is that right? Yeah, but I'm pronouncing it Earl. I'm pronouncing it Earl bar. Are you going to have a Um, robot bartender named Earl? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's definitely a Futurama joke, right? Yeah, I think so. It no, is I'm, explicitly is, a Futurama joke. Is that Isaac that, actually that was from the Futurama joke. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac okay. was the bartender, but Earl was the robot police officer. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Good joke. Uh, good job, Futurama. Thanks, Futurama. <laughs> so join us next time when David <laughs> S. Cohen will be joining us. My recommendation is watch the first four seasons of Futurama, yes. or five, like however many there were before they did those movies that sucked. Somewhere between three and four, depending on how you count, is the answer. Yeah, yeah just the last episode has to be uh, the, the devil's, devil's hands are idle play thing. Yeah. 
Um, even though the last episode ever was not terrible. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, there were some good parts in those reboot ones. That show has a lot of finales. Yeah, it does. Oh, Jeff JK on Snapchat and Instagram. That's all my stuff. Okay, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Alright, gang. Well, thanks for coming out. Thanks for staying strong through the quarantine. We appreciate uh, you guys listening to us and hope that you get some kind of enjoyment out of it. Uh, If not, let us know so we can stop doing this show. (laughs) But in the meantime... uh, Imagine if we got a letter-writing campaign that just shut us down. That's yeah, the opposite. Dream. It's the opposite of the Star Trek yeah. revival. I've been thinking so long about like how are we ever going to stop doing this show because it can't get less popular. <laughs> and the only way is if people start sending us letters saying, "Please stop." Start writing letters into CBS asking them to cancel our podcast. Oh my god! Yes, please. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to write one right now. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Please come back next time. Um, but in the meantime, here's another one for you, Claus Blore. Mm, don't read the comments. Oh, it's always different, but it's never good.